the Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Brendan Chagru, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and your host, Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to a very special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. It's an emergency session. Jack, have we ever had an emergency session before? This is the first time, Ryan Dangle. This is exciting. There is so much to talk about it, and I can't believe we got a full house with us. All right. I'm your host, Ryan Dengel, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at BDR Dengel. That's B-D-R-D-E-N-G-E-L. Jack Wright, my right-hand man at J-W-R-I-G-H-T-B-D-R. Logan Bradley, he's with us. That's right. I am stoked to talk with Logan. Uh, You can find him at BDR Bradley one Patrick Sheldon, you can read him on Fansided. Shells loved the article today that was posted. Thought it was awesome. Um, and you can find him at P underscore Shells. Um, fantastic stuff. And of course, we've got Brendan Shagru at Brendan Shagru. That's Brendan and S-U-R-G-R-U-E. You can find him on Bears Wire. You can find him at the Midway Minute. And you can also find him on this podcast. Hey, BDR friends, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home this next year, visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or call or text Jeff directly at 630-254-4734. Let's talk beautiful haircuts for a quick second. Sheridan's Barbershop located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 67 years with five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Head to Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. That that couldn't be more perfect timing. I was, I, I was there. I was there today, uh, Ryan, and everything that you advertised is true about Will and and that place. I mean, I mean, check. I know you can't see it. Yeah, no, no, this. we can't. Pristine. I was, I, was, I was gonna say, Jack, you look you look dead sexy today, buddy. Pristine. Well, you were ready you, for uh, Thanksgiving, man. That <laughs> your family is gonna look at you and be like, "Dang, Jack looks good." I'm proud of that, man. So, Logan, where do you get your haircut? Just out of curiosity. I haven't been to Sheridan's, but I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking for a barbershop recently, so I need to go there before I leave town because I'm leaving town in like three days. Because right. whoever does it now, does that person have the power of sight? Because They 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 do. They okay. do. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Okay, I, I've I, got hat hair right now. Okay, we got a lot to talk about, but just really quick. Jack, was, was I right? Will is an awesome guy, isn't he? Great dude. Yeah, absolutely. We talked motorcycles for a little while. Uh, you know, the, the whole place just has a great vibe, like an old school vibe, you know, with all the old razors, you know, on display and, and they've even got, you know, the barbershop, you know, uh, what do you even call that thing? The little spinny thing with the, with the, <laughs> the pinwheel, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've Maybe. even got that on the outside of the shop. And, uh, it, I mean, the guy is just a, he really is a great guy. Not just saying that because you said it, Ryan, or because he's somebody that supports our show. Uh, via advertisement. Truly, if I never met the guy or didn't know anything about, you know, Bear Down Report or about Sheridan's, I would say the same thing. And and he loves our podcast. He really loves it. 
he's such a good dude and shells when you get into town i'm not joking the dude will give you a beard trim it will be tight and it will be fantastic all right all right boys so much to talk about that's we we call this emergency session of the bdr podcast for a reason brendan there's a lot of reasons to be here they all are about matt Nagy. run us through what the heck is going on and why we're having this emergency podcast all right, guys, I'm going to try to do this as succinctly and as clearly as possible because a lot, like you said, a lot's happened in the last couple of days. So beginning on Monday afternoon, Jordan Schultz, who is somebody who does a podcast with Alan Robinson, it's a basketball related podcast, posted a tweet that said, quote, an overwhelming number of Bears players want Matt Nagy gone, league sources say, quote, he lost some of the locker room last season, but now it's gone, one source adds. One key holdup, no head coach in the 101-year 100 year franchise history has ever been let go during the season. Jordan Schultz joined Parkinson Spiegel later that day, elaborated a little, a little bit. Basically, the locker room did not like the whole mismanagement of Andy Dalton and Justin Fields and essentially just went into a little more details about what he was hearing. So that's one thing that we heard. Early on Tuesday morning, a couple things dropped. First, Mark Conkle, who writes for the patch.com. He doesn't really delve into football or bears news, but he put out a post an article that said Matt Nagy will coach his last game on Thanksgiving and that he has been told he will be fired after the game. He's the only person to actually come out with this news. It has not been sourced or verified anywhere else. Shortly after that, Kalen Kaler of defector joined the Bernstein and Rahimi show on 670 The Score. And she was detailing Justin Fields' feelings in camp while he was having to be the scout team quarterback, saying he was visibly upset, he was angry, not sure if that was directed at Matt Nagy. But just all of this coming out at once was so interesting. And so Matt Nagy met the media on Tuesday. He denied all these reports. He's still the coach right now. But there is a lot of smoke going on in just basically like 36 hours, guys. It's unreal. All right, gentlemen, I want to get all your thoughts on this. And I'm going to preface it with just, do we believe that Matt Nagy will be fired after the Thanksgiving game versus Detroit uh, in, in, in just a couple days here? And, and for those that listen to the podcast, we don't know when you're going to get it, uh, but do we believe that this is what's going to happen? So let's do this. Let's go Jack. Patrick, Logan, Brendan, and I will finish it up. I think, yes. My understanding is that, you know, the reporter that broke it for Patch, that he is a well-respected reporter. He's not someone that just, you know, chucks stuff up against the wall and hopes that it sticks. So how this leaked, I'm not sure. Uh, I do think, once again, the entire thing (laughs) reeks of poor Bears management. And if it is true, then I think it's extremely disappointing. And we'll probably talk about this later, but you know, there's 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 a lot of good people that are bad at their jobs. And and although Matt Nagy is bad at his job, he doesn't deserve a lot of what he's been getting lately, whether it be from Bulls fans or high school students or you know, or the Bears organization. If if that's what they did to him today. They did him super dirty by not getting out in front of it in any way, shape, or form. Just, I mean, I would say unbelievable, but it's kind of par for the course. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. You know, just to get to your question directly, Ryan, will he be fired? I have no idea because it's impossible to predict the incompetence of the Bears. 
but at this point he has to be right. I mean, he's a distraction. He is a distraction to this team and he's going to take away from what the remaining, what, what the focus should be the, the remainder of the year, which is the development of Justin Fields. Because as soon as Fields comes back and is healthy and is a starter again, he's going to be asked these questions about Matt Nagy's future, about his, his uh, being irritated of, of being the scout team quarterback. And we're going to be distracted from the mission at hand, which is developing Justin Fields. So he's got to go. I don't know if he's going to, I mean, the bears are the type of organization that could have been dead set on doing this. And now everything's leaked and they look kind of silly and have have egg on their face and they may pull back the reins and say, well, no, let's, let's wait a little bit and pump brakes. I mean, who knows what this organization is going to do, but I I think he's got to go. Yeah. Distraction is probably the most perfect way to put it. Like today, Chris Tabor first one up at, at the press conference and he had to ask, answer questions about this report, which is just not something that he should have to do. It's not anything anybody should have to do. Um, you know, as, as far as the report, um, first of all, it was from patch.com patch.com has to have its like highest amount of traffic in history today. Like, because I've, I think I've heard of it before. I think it's where I used to check like old people I used to went to high school with would get arrested and you could go like see arrest records and stuff. I think that's the website, but I could be very wrong either way. Thank you, Patch. Com for both of those things. Um, but no, it's it, exactly. It's just a distraction. And at this point, you if you're guessing whether Nagy will be fired after this game or not, you I guess if you're going to be a batting man, which I am, I would say no, just because given the history of the Bears, everybody knows it now at this point. It's been talked about a lot. They've never fired a coach midseason. I don't think that they would just do it now, even though it makes complete sense. Um, but it really does stink because at this point, I can't imagine that it's that's a fun locker room to be in. I can't imagine that that's like every guy can be like, OK, we're, we're on to the next game. We're focusing on Thursdays, Thanksgiving game. We want to play well. That that has to be a lot easier said than done at this point. And I mean, I would be really surprised if, if you saw that team can't come out with any fire at all on Thursday just because of this whole circumstance. So it really does stink. I think he should be fired. I don't know if he will. Like everybody said, the Bears are so incompetent. They're so inconsistent with this stuff. We've heard reports over the past few years. Like I remember one report coming from Cap, and I'm not trying to throw Cap under the bus. I love Cap. He's very well versed with his sources. But he had a source saying Ted Phillips was going to retire at the end of last year. And that got kind of some decent traction, and it obviously didn't happen. So these things come out. And the fact that we've had, I think this has come out now when we're recording, it's been 10 hours there's still nobody else that can confirm this is just a little weird to me. I think there is a possibility it still happens. And the a key part of the story is Matt Nagy's been told this. So he's been told that he's been coaching. This will be his last game as he, as a coach for the bears. I don't think that's true because the way he talked today, maybe he's just a great liar, but it just didn't seem like that was a guy who at least like verbally and confirmed know that he's not going to be coach anymore. So but so much smoke is out there. You're right. I, Logan talking about the locker room. I mean, we didn't even talk about Jalen Johnson's comments where he essentially said, we've heard all the BS rah, rah speeches and it doesn't do us any good. We've lost five straight. So they're turning on him essentially. And I, I'm just not sure. I think, I, I think Patrick, you were right. The bears were duped into this. They were, they were going to do the Friday news dump, the, Black Friday news dump where nobody's paying attention and now it's all out in the open and maybe they don't know what to do. I don't know why, but I just have this feeling that, that this might be the first time 
I think that the Bears have been embarrassed enough by this situation. They admitted that this was an unpopular decision to bring back Pace and Nagy. And they're realizing very quickly that, that he's just he's he's fumbled this he's 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 a bumbling idiot when it comes to coaching and he's made so many errors that even the common football fan can can look and go what is this guy doing i had a conversation with a couple of my friends who are high school football coaches and they have all said i would never say it publicly because you can't talk negatively about a coach but he's an idiot and the decisions that he makes are 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 just it's laughable and he and there's like we have no idea what he's doing and we're, we're we're frustrated watching it because you know it's the coach's code you're not supposed to talk negatively to armchair quarterback so to speak but but they said behind closed doors this guy is he's awful you know i, I was thinking a lot about brendan about what you said because the jalen johnson the rah-rah speeches as opposed to what tayshawn gibson said I, you know, he was in bad locker rooms in Cleveland and this is not that, but I think, you know, that's under an official interview with the bears media and all that stuff versus a guy that, you know, kind of caught on a, on a kind of an off moment, you know, going back to what Jack was talking about, Chris Tabor, he says that he loves working for Matt Nagy. I, I understand that not everybody feels this way. I will feel a little bit sad when Matt Nagy gets fired because of the human element but this is a performance job and you are bad at performing your job. So therefore you deserve to get fired for it. I don't have as much issue with the chant at the bulls game. that I think some people do, but I do have an issue with the high school football game. If it wasn't just the student section, high school kids say some really dumb things. And so that like, that Mm -hmm. doesn't surprise me at all. But, but if it was adults that were chanting fire Nagy, because he's there watching his kid play that, that just grow up. Yeah. That's you're you're a loser. That's a loser move. Can I throw one other wrinkle into this guys? And I'm interested in your thoughts and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but maybe it's just a coincidence. Sunday morning, you get the Rappaport article we talked about last pod. Uh, where the, he, he says how the, things are going exactly according to plan in the development of Justin Fields. Later on that day, you get Tony Romo, what can only be described as a, a slob fest of Ryan Pace talking about <laughs> what a tremendous roster he's put a, a together on the offensive side of the ball that, that scored a total of uh, zero points in the first half, right? And then today you get this news from patch.com uh, essentially throwing Nagy under the bus again and who's uh conspicuously absent from all this Ryan Pace right not stepping in uh not taking control and sticking up for his guy the guy that he hired to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears and develop Justin Fields uh or develop Mitch Trubisky or lead this team to the promised land right he's nowhere to be found um and uh, you know I I've I'm trying to get this off the ground so help me out guys the hermit of Hallis Hall. Anybody? Anybody like that? I uh, loved it. I loved it when I read that. I really did. <laughs> no, pa- pa- Patrick. See, like, no joke. That it was really, really well done. And I think you know, talking about the idea of collaboration, the, these two guys are are so closely linked. I've defended Ryan Pace before, but I will say this. If Ryan Pace also gets the boot or gets a promotion to a non-football position for a business side of it, I, I have zero issue with that whatsoever because sure, he's done some good things, but 
I, I come back to Patrick, you said this, and I can't remember if it was two weeks ago or whatever. It's the, the contract just blunders that he has had and, and looking at the vast majority of this contract, like, I'm sorry, the, of this team is going to be like, it's going to be new people next year, regardless of who the head coach is, because they've got these, these huge contracts to some guys and then to others, it's like, well, they can't afford to pay them. It's, it's going to be just a hot mess uh, for so many different reasons. Yeah, definitely. And I, I want to jump back into what Patrick was saying about the hermit of Hallis Hall, because we are going to get that going, man. I promise you. But the fact that he <laughs> trademark continue- pending. Trademark pending. Yes. The fact that he continues to stay silent and just not meddle in anything, or at least, you know, put something out there. And I'm not saying you need to respond to every single story because, you know, the Jordan Schultz stuff, all of that, that doesn't need anything. This report from Mark Cockle could maybe necessitate maybe just a statement, a PR statement saying, you know, Matt Nagy is our football coach and we look forward to having him through the, or, you know, we have full confidence in Matt Nagy as our football coach, just a hollow state, you know, vote for confidence. It's not great, but at least it's something. And you show you're kind of putting yourself out there for the coach that you fought for to hire and you've paired yourself with. It's just sad. And you go back to the image of him just standing behind a wall. That's, that is Ryan Pace. He's a goddamn hermit. You know, I think if there was credibility behind the organization, you might be able to make an argument that they're not going to take the time to even address this because it's just not true. And it's a bunch of noise on Twitter, uh, you know, for clickbait and, you know, uh, Twitter fame. You know, I I could see them just kind of saying, we're not even going to, you know, do the time, the due diligence to try to say that there's any credibility to this, but it's just not the way they roll. I don't know. It's not their MO. And so because I think there is such a history of erratic mismanagement that I think you're right. I think somebody needed to get out from the, you know, from the desk, uh, you know, of, of Mike McCaskey. Here's our statement, right? Or, or Ryan Pace kind of comes out of, out of his hermit dumb and, and he's the first one, not Tabor. You know, you don't send Tabor up there for crying out loud. And, and Pace says, very quickly, brief statement. I want to, you know, say X, Y, and Z, and I'm out. I mean, that's professionalism. That's a well-managed team. I was just gonna say, like, at at some point, things like I understand the saying that, like, oh, you know, if you're the higher ups within the organization, and this stuff comes out today. I understand what you know Jack was talking about, being like, okay, this is so ridiculous. We're just not gonna comment on it. But at what point? do so many embarrassing things happen to your organization consecutively over a number of years? Like at what point do you then see something that's so embarrassing as today as, as former players have pointed out former just media personalities, whatever, at what point does it get so embarrassing that you do step in and just say something? It's not that hard to send out a memo, except they would probably screw that up and it would just be (laughs) another new thing that we could talk about. That's embarrassing. But the fact of the matter is that, you talk about the Hermit of Hallis Hall, that probably is what it is because there's a culture within the entire Bears organization that has started from the top where there's no need for transparency to the fans. There's no need for transparency to anyone to explain what they're doing. It is a culture that is 
there's people there who are not leaving and it's going to be there when we have a new coach. It's going to be there when we have a new GM. And it, it, it probably is a problem that is going to persist until the whole organization changes, which, you know, nobody knows when that's going to happen. The last thing I want to say about Pace, uh, it, he's revealed a lot about his character over the last few days, I think. Um, and it, to me, he's a bit Weasley, if that's a word. In the military, we call him a blue falcon. Uh, I just find it interesting. Hold that on, time out, is, time out. What, what, a blue falcon? What? Blue falcon, uh, a buddy effer. Um, <laughs> ah, now we understand. Now we Jack, understand. write that down. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up, got it. Sorry, oh, sorry. Didn't mean okay. to derail your shells. Keep it, keep it rolling. No, but, but you know, but they were bosom buddies for the first three years of this relationship. And they were so joined at the hip and talked about their collaboration and how they're in lockstep with all their decisions. And then conveniently as Matt Nagy struggles to do something with the crap product and roster that uh, Ryan Pace handed him, he separates and distances himself from Nagy um, and, and wants no part of the stink on him and clearly is trying to weasel his way into the back into the good graces of the McCaskies and Ted Phillips to make sure that when the smoke clears and the dust settles, he's got a seat uh, when the music stops. I threw in way too many metaphors, but uh, that's what happens when I get pissed. I just start, you know, some people use comedy as a defense mechanism. I overuse metaphors, so I'm sorry. That's a jumbled mess, but hopefully you got the idea. All right, boys. In 2018, this team was a Cairo Santos away from probably going pretty deep into the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows what could have happened with that season? I want to hear from each of you. What happened? Were we swindled? Was this guy riding the coattails of Vic Fangio? Was it uh, the lack of roster building by Ryan Pace? Was it just that Matt Nagy failed to adjust? I want to know what happened because we had this amazing high point where we knew that that this team was special to where we are now at three and seven and a real fear that this team could lose to the winless Detroit Lions. So let's go, Jack, Patrick, Logan, Brendan, and I will finish it up. It's a great question. And I, I really enjoyed Sylvie, um, you know, from Model and Sylvie, his question about best coach Tressman Fox or Matt Nagy. That was a tough one. You know, it was like, well, Tressman's out. Right. And so then it's up to, you know, it's, it's Fox or it's, it's Nagy. And I said, Matt Nagy and yeah. So 2018, 12 and four, 19, eight and eight, 20, 2020, eight and eight. And now we're at three and seven. So he's 31 and 27 overall which is above 500, uh, obviously not what you're looking for in terms of, you know, postseason, and, uh, and we've been really poor in the postseason. So here's what I think happened. Uh, I think he, he's been revealed. I mean, and let's face it, th th this whole thing is more than just one moving piece. There are a lot of moving pieces. And so there's a little bit of blame to spoon out here everywhere. The contracts, the the cap issues, the the complete whiffs by um, you know by Ryan Pace play a part, but I do think when it comes to you know where the rubber meets the road on the field, we had a coach, as I th think I've said, maybe more than anybody wants to hear, who has a in, has an inability 
to put players in a position to succeed by building schemes around those players. So his stubbornness and his ego ultimately revealed itself. And now the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> We're looking at two six-game losing streaks in a row if we lose on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I, I agree with all that, Jack. I think uh, even if you look at the offensive numbers from 2018, they really weren't good. You know, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. We think it was it was good because of the end result. But if you break down their offensive numbers, they were in the bottom third of the league and in, in most of the important offensive statistical categories. Uh, I think what happened was he got away with um, a lot of smoke and mirrors. And I think once he put some tape out there for defenses, uh, he was not able to adjust. I think caught some people off guard had a few good offensive games and was able to move the ball a little bit. But once, once people got some tape out there and, and caught on to his tendencies, just like we see after, whether it's after a bye week whether it's after halftime, whether it's after a timeout or whatever, he cannot make adjustments. And I think that's what happened. And, and it caught up with him in 2019 and, and 20 and now in 21. Uh, but it, you know, the, as more time passes, I think it's become clear that Vic Fangio should have got that coach of the year award. I think you could put the million problems into a hat and pick anyone out and say and make an argument for that problem. Um, But since that day, I just and I know that I've talked about this word on the podcast before, but for me with Matt Nagy, it comes down to accountability. I don't think that there has been any whatsoever over the last probably three plus years from one on himself taking, you know, ownership of problems, even that's a coach thing. Sometimes it's not your fault, but you still do it. You stay still take the blame for stuff. And then there's the other side of things, which is holding your players accountable. It's not an easy thing to do. I'm sure it's not. I was, um, I competed on a team in college and we had some really shit individuals. I'm sorry to say on that team who were terrible teammates and you can have people who are not necessarily great culturally and still win, but it's up to that head coach to hold those people accountable and figure out ways to get the most out of them. Every time they take the field, the floor, whatever you want to say, it is up to them to do that. And over and over again, we've seen like, you know, I, again, like Khalil Mack, I don't know what his problem has been over the past couple of years. Is that necessarily on Nagy? I don't know. I don't know who's who that is on. But when you have all of these different individual player problems with, you know, underperformance, your Eddie Jackson type stuff, like nobody's terrible on the Bears team. I'm sure there's a lot of great guys within that locker room. But at the end of the day, it comes down to that coach bringing everybody together. And it is so plain and clear that at no point in the last however many years Matt Nagy has been a head coach since 2018 he has not brought this team together one bit and he has constantly constantly deflected blame onto other people and that is a main reason why we are where where we are I want to shout out Logan's crappy college teammates I hope they're listening thanks hey (laughs) good you know water under a bridge yeah we know it wasn't Logan though right could have been hey you know what? And here we go. Matt Nagy, this is for you. It's part of it's my fault. There you part go. of it was my fault. I could have done more. <laughs> that's real. That's how you do it. That's that's real. <laughs> you guys hit on a lot of what I wanted to say. And you're all honestly, you're all right. And you all hit on very different 
specifics with what doesn't work with Matt Nagy. Here's my theory, and it goes into all that, so I'm not disagreeing with anybody. I think Matt Nagy's a victim of his own success that he had early in 2018. He comes into a really good situation with one of the top defensive coordinators. He has some good offensive pieces. You could argue that Ryan Pace surrounded him with some pretty good players, especially in free agency with Allen Robinson. Trey Burton was balling out. He leads them to a 12 and four record. And of course the Cody Parkey double doink ends the game. Some people think the bears would have won at least gone to the super bowl. I'm not entirely sure. Cause he still has to win two more games to get there, but Matt Nagy became obsessed with that. He became obsessed with the fact that they lost because of a kick. They, he kept showing players the play over and over in practice. Tariq Cohen said, yeah, like it's kind of crazy. And it seems like an unhealthy obsession that's going on there. So I'm sure Matt Nagy had this theory, like, look, everything I'm doing is right. We lost because of a goddamn kicker. So we're going to get the kicker position, right? And we're going to move this on. We're not going to need to adjust too much because we're, everybody's going to be able to move on to offense 202 and everything's going to be smooth sailing. But instead you have a new defensive coordinator that doesn't have do the X's and O's quite like Vic Fangio does when Chuck, Chuck Pagano comes in your offense, of course, regresses. We've touched on that. The players don't work well with the schemes. Matt Nagy cannot get them to play together cohesively. And then you just start this middling process. So it just feels like he's just kind of a victim of what happened. And he, and this is a theory. You just had a feeling that everything was put together and then you forgot how to actually adjust and move forward. Now I know he only came from one system. He really only learned under one coach. I think that is an issue too, but I do wonder sometimes if we had flipped the eight and eight 2019 season put that in 2018 and then the 12 and four 2018 season, where would we, where would this team be now? If that were the case, you dudes are really smart. We should put you guys on a podcast where people listen to your opinions about, about a football team. Uh, I I mean, there's, there's just so much to say. I mean, I want to echo a few things that you guys talked about his inability to make any kind of adjustments or uh, to, to scheme around his players, as opposed to fitting, you know, square pegs into a round hole, like dude, just, he can't, he can't adjust. I totally agree with that last point, Brendan, you know, a victim of his own success. You made me think a little bit about the lovey Smith, uh, firing Ron Rivera when he's like, ah, Bob Babbage is my guy. And then it just, it, the wheels fell off because it's too many people sitting around going, yeah, you're right. And you're right. And you're right. And you're right. You know, he needed, he needed someone, Vic Fangio to be like, Hey dude, like you're not good at this and you're not good. I mean, Vic says it how it is. There's a reason they still want to keep him in Denver, even though they haven't been winning a lot. I think they, they realize that he's a pretty special coach. Now he may be gone at some point. And if he is, I would say, what is it going to take to get that guy here as a defensive coordinator again? Because I mean, he just, he, he brought the, the monsters of the midway back. I've been thinking about this a lot and I know I've been trying to think of a, of a metaphor shells shells always has the great, the best metaphors, but you know, I just, I needed to, to bring a little one myself. Do you guys remember that kid in high school kind of popular kid, well-liked and could kind of talk his way through, through most situations. That's Matt Nagy. He's the guy that will get up in front of a presentation and you're like, you're just, you're kind of into it just because of the person that they are. Like he'll say some high energy stuff and he'll give you a boom, you know, in the locker room and and do all these, these things that kind of pull you away from realizing there's no substance there. 
I liked this guy. I, as a human being, I don't know if you guys remember at the end of season awards last year, I said, who do I want to have a beer with? Matt Nagy. I bet that there are a lot of things that we could talk about, but I think he's not the smartest person. Uh, I don't want to call him stupid, but I just did. Uh, But I think he thinks he's much smarter than he actually is. And I think he and Pace are like, hey, this is what we need to do. And like the one thing that really sticks out to me is like how secretive they are about everything. And it doesn't work. And you watch the Patriots who are now on a freaking tear and they're winning. And they're like, yeah, what do you want to see? Like, you want to you want to record our, our practices and, and watch watch them? Sure. Like, go for it, fans. You go ahead and do that where they're like, well, there might be an injury. There might not be an injury. You know, like what? What like what the secretive? It's it's clearly not working at all. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What? Why did Pace or excuse me, Nagy again need a second press conference to commit to Justin Fields as a starter? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing at this point? And and Logan, you made just a phenomenal point, and I want to ask a serious question because maybe I I don't remember it. Um, so this is a genuine question, but other than the Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles debacle, do you recall Matt Nagy ever benching a player for performance reasons? God, no. It's like the last thing you would ever do. It's never happened. How is, no. how is Kendall Vildor still playing? Why, how have we not given anybody else a shot? Like, why? Yeah. And then and, and that just means that like guys can continue doing what you're doing because whatever you're doing on the field, even if it sucks by the rest of the NFL standards, you're still going to have a job at least. So, you know, you're good. Just keep doing it. Try to keep making adjustments, but like, there's no rush. We, you know, we got an infinite amount of games to get things right. You know, not only 17 in a year. That's a great point. And I'm going to plug the Anthony Adams interview again, if you haven't listened to it, it was because Spice talks about that when he's going through his interview, because he said when he was playing, the guys on defense were playing because we're playing like they could lose their jobs because it had happened quite a few times. He's like the corners behind me, the safeties, like they were rotating in, like getting benched all the time because of performance reasons. I didn't want to be that guy. And he said, this team doesn't have that same mentality. You are absolutely right. That is not something that's in this locker room right now. Sheldon, you are a genius. And, And it just clicked for me. Perfect example, Cody Parkey. The game that yes. he hit the he hit the uprights four freaking times. He hit it four mm-hmm. times, and they're like, "Yeah, Cody's our guy. Cody's our guy." Right? It's like it's almost like Rex is our quarterback, right? Like <laughs> it's just, he hit he hit the upright four times, and you're like, "Oh, we're gonna stick with him." You are a genius. I. <laughs> yeah. Shagru, are you are you okay, buddy? I Shagru just had a freak out. I just had a fit, man. That's so I for completely forgot about that. I like buried that deep deep in my head mm-hmm. where we were calling on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to try out kickers because we knew this would happen and we knew this kicker. I'm not going into it. It was three years ago. We it's dead and gone. But God, how, how many times did yeah. he doink before the famous double doink? It, it wasn't just once. Four. It, it was at least I, five. I, it was at least five times. I think it's just the loyalty within this organization. Cut that. Cut that. That loyalty is so overrated. Holy crap. It just stop. 
accountability, no more loyalty. That's just so stupid. Logan, it goes back to what you said earlier is there's a systemic issue in this organization. And regardless of who comes in as the next GM, the next coach, that is still going to permeate the the building at House Hall. Yep. Well, I just wanted to ask really quickly on that same vein, was there any type of specific comeuppance for Miller and Wims? Yeah, no. Uh, nothing. I mean, nothing after the fights no well the only the only thing with miller was it was the last game so he really didn't have a chance to like he was shipped off before anything happened in the preseason but wim still played he had a key role in that new orleans game there and, and still ball. almost made the team the next year right i think there was a stern you, like what appeared to be a stern talking to with miller but he was right back in the fold you, you know, I just remembered, you know, who got the business end of, of Matt Nagy? The only player. Can I guess? I think I know. I yeah, think I know. Kyle Long. Yeah, Kyle Long. What? That's it. Yep. That fight that he had in practice where he hit, uh, I can't remember who it was, that offensive lineman. Jalen Dalton. Yeah. I don't know how I remember that. How'd you remember that? Right? I don't know. And for some reason was in the doghouse forever and was benched and, and couldn't get out and whatever. But I mean, it, ah, guys, I don't know. It's, you know, it's just, what a mess. Patrick, and, you, you know, speaking of Kyle Long, he's been saying it since he got cut. And I know he said some of it could be sour grapes, but he yeah. was saying, like, Maggie is <laughs> Man, not the guy. And right. he was he was railing against the decision to get rid of Harry Heestand, all of that. Like, he was on it. And we were kind of like, all right, Kyle's just mad because he can't play anymore. But yeah. Yeah, I was guilty yeah. of it. I, I dismissed it as sour grapes, and uh, I apologize to Kyle Long. <laughs> he feels like a guy who, like, once he's – I know he retired once, but he's kind of back now with the Chiefs. But once he, like, officially retires, retires from the earth, from the earth, from the NFL, he's going to go scorched <laughs> earth. I was ahead of myself there. He's going to tell some stories because Kyle Long, he is a, he's a funny guy, and I, I have a feeling he probably has censored himself for good reason. <laughs> I would love to have a beer with him. Mitch Trubisky, and I don't know, maybe to pick another couple, you know, Akeem Hicks, and maybe a few other guys, and just like, all right, I, I can't record any of this, but I just want to yeah. know. Tell me how bad it was. All right, boys, uh, before we get out of here uh, for this this very special uh, emergency session, um, let's, let's talk Lions really quick. Predictions, uh, tell me who's going to win the game, and I guess – and this is an important question, and I do want to come to Brendan on this one first. Who do you want to win this game? So let's go Brendan, Logan, Shells, Jack Wright, and I will finish it up. Not wanting them to lose, but I just don't care. I really like I'm I'm kind of apathetic right now. I'll still cheer for them, but I'm not going to actively root for them to lose, if that makes sense. I'm just kind of kind of watch it and just you know, experience it and see what happens. As far as the predictions right now, I do have the bears winning. I think Matt Nagy is, well, I, I know he's really good on short rest. It's like when he doesn't have time to think his players play better shocker and Andy Dalton starting and Matt Nagy is, seems like he's pretty good at making game plans for Andy Dalton. I wish he could do that for Justin Fields, but it's where we're at right now. So I would say Andy Dalton's probably going to have a decent game. The Lions suck. Like, they really suck. I think the only reason they didn't lose 
that game against the Steelers was, I mean, they had Mason Rudolph playing on sh- with no notice that he was going to be playing, but, and then of course the Browns are kind of dysfunctional right now. I think just to add chaos to everything, the bears win and just com- continue to have this circus go on. You thought Barnum and Bailey was dead. Hell no. This, it continues to go on. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do think that they're going to win this game and almost strictly based on the fact that Andy Dalton is starting. And that's not to say that Andy Dalton's better than Justin Fields. It's just, it's what Brandon said. It's, I just think Matt Nagy's like, he's excited that Andy Dalton is starting and he will come, uh, come out firing with the most average offensive game plan you have ever seen (laughs) to beat the worst team in the NFL. Oh, you just wait. Oh, it's going to be off. But, yeah, I mean, I have them winning. I, I think they will just for, for what I just said. I'll be honest, guys. In terms of who I want to win, I don't care. Um, <laughs> if, if, if I didn't have to watch it for the, the pod, the subsequent pod, I probably wouldn't watch the game. It's Thanksgiving. I'd rather spend it with my family than watch Andy and Andy Dalton-led Chicago Bears team go into Detroit and play a wounded Jared Goff or uh, Tim Boyle who I know he beat out Jordan Love last year for the backup quarterback, but uh, I have no interest in watching this game. (laughs) I really, sorry, I had to take an unsolicited shot at the Packers. I have no interest in watching this game, but I have a feeling the Lions are going to win. I think, I think this is a game where if for some reason, let's say it's a, it's a quick fumble return for a touchdown, a pick six or a kickoff return, special teams touchdown. Let's say the bears get behind early on some fluke play. Um, I think the wheels can start to come off quickly. I, I just think this team is losing steam we, for all the reasons we talked about the issues in the locker room, the controversy around Maggie, the distraction that this is going to be all week, the questions that the team's going to have to answer the players that they're missing. Um, I just think that the, this thing can devolve pretty quickly. And if they get behind early, there may not be any uh, giddy up in their step. Can I take a shot at the, the metaphor game real quick? Mm. Yeah, please. Do you need my Rolodex? Or do you got one in the queue? <laughs> I've got one in the queue. Okay. Let me see if I can do it. I don't know if I'm as good as you, though. Today, Matt Nagy was caught in the spotlight like a struggling fish caught in a spider's web. Mm, three out of ten did i do okay i like it i I don't know what it means but i like it that's uh, okay good Uh, that was what i was going for um (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i uh i have them winning uh i don't know why i think i just took a look at some of the statistical you know matchups today and ultimately you know, if somehow they decide to run the ball, Detroit can't stop it. You know, um, they're both equally bad on offense. Thankfully, you know, the the kneecap marauder is calling the offense now. Uh, the last two games, in fact, and they've scored all of 32 points. And he's like, I don't know. It's It's almost like he's like, I don't know. I'm just giving it a try to see how it feels, you know, like. Okay, well that's great, but you're you haven't won any games and you've tied one. So maybe the guy who scored twice as many points per game calling the offense for the Lions. But again, I'm not who who wants to go into the weeds on the Lions, right? But I, I just think ultimately the the Bears rushing game 
and the Bears' defense, even though it's waning, will be the difference in this. And hopefully Jared Goff plays because that helps us. Dan Campbell has acquired a very good staff, but they suck. I mean, that, that team is devoid of talent. They've given up 34 or more points five times this season. Matt Nagy is six and one against the Detroit Lions. He should be seven and oh, uh, but uh, he, he nagged himself, right? Just making stupid decisions on, on, on one of them last season. And somehow the Detroit Lions ended up winning that game, which just still boggles my mind. We're going to have Steve Collins, who is from uh, NFL uh, Scotland, uh, join us after the the post game pod he's going to have us join with the post game pod i'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say they they seem to like dan campbell who would have thought right that the the lions would hire yet another coach that's probably going to get fired after an abysmal season um i have the bears winning uh just because i think they're a more talented roster uh but coaching wise they're they're all just god awful so um it is what it is but Folks, it's time for us to get out of here. We just got a couple quick shout outs. This being an emergency pod, it's not like normal. And so Sheldon, Jack Wright, and myself, we've got some shout outs to give. So Shells, who's your shout outs going out to? Yeah, real quick. Uh, not very timely because they just got their rear ends handed to them by the Virginia Cavaliers. But uh, shout out to my Providence Friars men's basketball team. Uh, had started the year 5-0 and before taking the loss tonight. Uh, beat both Northwestern and uh, Wisconsin. So uh, dominating the Big Ten already, which is good to see. Uh, hopefully this is a, a tournament year for Ed Cooley and the boys. So shout out to the Friars. Shells, I think that loss today was on me because I thought about betting them and they probably <laughs> just felt that within the universe. And this I checked the score. I checked the score halfway through. I'm like, okay, thank God. That's the one less I didn't lose. So, so sorry about to, that. Props to people who bet college basketball in November because that has got to be a complete oh. cesspool. It's like the only thing that I can win money on. How? You just bet the big favorites. We, no, we no, need no, Logan's no, bets no, again to no, smartly no, and responsibly. No, right, down too. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty general statement. <laughs> but I will take it from you because you know your, your, your shit. Logan. That's what they say. Um, so I think we're going to circle back around to this uh, after the, 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 the Thanksgiving game. But Ross Reed on Twitter uh, posted Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle is the green bean casserole of quarterback matchups for Thanksgiving. Uh, and so I just, you know, put it out there like, you know, that, that stuff's terrible. You know, the green bean casserole is, is the worst. And so my shout out goes to the mullet King. He and I are in a, in a dialogue here about the, the sides and the dishes that we like the most. Uh, and, and dude is like pulled pork, you know, for, for Thanksgiving and he's all huh. over the cranberry sauce and Hey, that's the beauty of it. Right. You know, everybody likes what they like. Uh, but I'm not on board with uh, most of his decisions. <laughs> we have the most epic food debate coming your way, folks, where I think Patrick Sheldon and I, we it, it may get like personal. Like may personal test our sh- friendship. Yeah, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to things are going to get revealed. Point. I'm here for that. I can't yeah. remember who I side with on this, but I 
whoever it is, I'm, I'm going to be fully with them. Cause I, I feel, I can't remember who's who, but I feel <laughs> strongly was, about one. I got your back. Like so it. one of you, I've definitely got your back. <laughs> well, I, 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 I won't, I won't spoil anything, but just a quick tease. If they sell you one of your favorite side dishes at the Walmart checkout line for $3.98, it can't be that good. It just can't. Oh, so I'm with Ryan. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From all of us, we want to say just we hope, you know, if you're listening to this before Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, whatever it might be, uh, truly, thank you so much for all of you. We are thankful for our listeners. Truly, truly, we hope that you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving, even though you've got to watch really bad football. Just some of the worst matchups. Just gugh. Just awful, awful stuff. Uh, I've got two shout outs to give uh, personally. Uh, the first one is to Jalen Short. He is the host of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. He's he's getting his thing off uh, out and running. And, uh, you know, I know he's, he's only about 10 or 11 episodes in. I got to listen to it today and he is going to be going places. And so if you have a chance, check out those. They're really short episodes. It's not just bears. It's, it's a bunch of different sports, big topics that are going on, but he's got some quick hitters and some good stuff and i think we can expect some good stuff from him and then patrick manley patrick manley has been so good his tweets his interviews uh he 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 brought up a point uh, that that i just i love the idea which is hey bring in a former player as some kind of consultant for your franchise and you know people have been talking about a lot of other players brendan i think you even kind of put it out there I want Patrick Manley. I just, I think he looks at the game holistically and a lot of special teamers. I think they can because they're watching both the offense and the defense. Then they're out there for, for a short bit with special teams. He's so good. He is, he's awesome. And uh, we, we did invite him onto the pod. I don't know if that'll ever, ever happen, but if it does, how much fun would that be? So Patrick Manley, uh, my shout out is going out to you. And Ryan, you missed the best part. He's got a really good beer out too. Wait, what? I missed this. Wait, for more. real? You didn't know about this? Tell me more. I love beer. So he's got a beer. I believe it's, oh, this is going to kill me. Hold on. You're going to edit this. I'm going to look it up. Or am I? Twitter. Does he advertise it on his Twitter? If it's not long snapper ale, I don't want to. I think it is. <laughs> I, I really think it is, but I just wanted to confirm it. Yes, it is long snapper IPA. That's, so that's hold on. Typically good. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to edit this out because I think that that made it even better. <laughs> I knew. Look, I was like 80 percent sure, but I didn't want to say the long one. I've had it a couple times. It is really good, and you can you can find it like anywhere in Chicagoland. All right, folks. For Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, Logan Bradley, Brendan Shagru, I'm Ryan Dangle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you hear, hit us with a five-star review uh, like our friend Furry Ogre did uh, last week. We appreciate that so very much. But if you love what you hear, you can go to beardownreport.com. You can go to the podcast section, click on any one of the episodes, and you're going to see a donate button. Once you do that, uh, you can buy us a round of beers and we will absolutely shout you out on this podcast. We've had two rounds of beers, uh, Joe from Tinley Park and the New England IPA guy. We are drinking delicious beer, especially this Thanksgiving from all of us at the Bear Down Report podcast, folks. Thank you so very much. And as always, folks, bear down.